Hello everybody, we are the RP Geeks and welcome to the D&D Brief. Ooh. This is our awesome science chat show where we discuss the scientific shenanigans that have happened in our D&D adventures. Um, now, last week, um, various fun times were had in the in the D&D game. If you missed that, don't worry. Um, we will fill you in on some of the plot. Maybe I, I might ask Ali to fill you in on some of the plot. Um, and then we've got a couple of exciting scientific topics that we're going to discuss related to things that came up. Ali looks terrified to fill <laughs> anyone in on the really plot. Sad. <laughs> I don't have my notebook with me, so I don't know what happened. You have to do it early. It's okay. All I know, all I know is that you shushed somebody so convincingly that it blew up on TikTok. Well, that, that was, was that was oh, that, that was two was, sessions oh, ago. Yeah, oh god, that was two sessions. sessions. Yeah, hell. yeah, that that was great. You should also you, go, yeah, you go back? know my fear, Simon. Um, That's the kind of mistake which would be <laughs> that would that would destroy me. I can do it, but it won't be very good. Because it'll be an infinity. Start. Oh, I'm ready. Found a slug. I'm ready. It's just so much <laughs> stuff dropped last episode. I've just got to be really careful that I don't give anything away. In the oh. in, like so much shit Trust. went down. Yes, please. Right, so yeah. Wait. Oh, do you actually want me to do it? No. No. no wait. Wait. I'll let, let's intro first. We'll come. We'll, um, we'll come to you. To your last. Everyone knows who we are. Professionals. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, my name's Charmini. I use her pronouns. I'm a video science journalist. I make lots of cool films. Follow me on Twitter and TikTok. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, uh, Bates. I am Emily Bates. I use she, her pronouns, and I also make science videos and stuff. Simon. Hello, I'm a cat dad and Warhammer addict, and I <laughs> support myself by making videos about science on the internet. <laughs> and that just leaves... Me. I am... Also a dad, but not of cats, and I make films about science and and name's also Ali, by the way. Dads. My name's Ali, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know his Oh and now. he her. I use he him. He, I don't use he her. I use he him pronouns. That's <laughs> the double face palm. It's very close. rare, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> All of us just like no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Ali, what <laughs> happened in the last session? Can you remind yeah. us? Put, put your oh, in yeah. if you if you have, if you want to go back later. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't listen to this. Spoilers, spoilers. Um, so, uh, the glorious party, um, after having survived a uh, encounter with a very large bird, ended up um, just outside the camp where they made friends with um, the drivers of uh, a nicely painted truck. Snuck inside the camp and went to look. Well, basically, went to stake out. Uh, a location that they thought would reveal the smugglers to them. Unfortunately for them, or who knows, maybe fortunately, <coughs> no one turned up. <laughs> that was a very theatrical... Was that a telling cough? Was that, if they showed up, you will be dead now. <laughs> so, as the cold night set in, they sought shelter within the mine where they met uh, uh, an interesting looking person. They followed that person down into the shaft and there were three shafts they reached actually the... but they were all kind of joined together so meh and then they reached the bottom and followed her footsteps and ended up um in a secret cave where mm. they encountered some no good nicks well they might be good nicks we don't know That's really except they've, they have instantly friends. attacked them they oh, have yeah. instantly attacked. Oh, yeah. so. they, they haven't attacked yet. They've just, you know, they've got a rock Only in chainsaw. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. initiative, which kind of in D&D world means that things are yeah. happening, but everything's happening. You so don't normally roll initiative for conversation. Yes, did you ever think that you're the bad Nicks? Yeah. 
Oh god. We didn't break into the mine. We're the murder that, hobos. Like, we did break into the mine, you know. And you've knocked someone we, out we, as well. We tried to cast charm person on the person who said you can't come in. You've done in. all the wrong things. I tried to I think that was a good move. I think talking of charm person. It was, but I don't think she would think that. Well, we have two That's topics the name of the today. show. We have two topics today, and we thought that because basically the two things that came up that we wanted to talk about was that charm person incident, and there was also um, whilst we were hiding in like an IKEA storage thing oh, in the bus, that was cute. Um, under a seat, uh, under a seat, crammed. Um, yes. Our three characters were they're just the, they're the cutest. I love them all so. <laughs> we brought them like a bundle. If it was like transparent, there was like very little air that was left in this thing, and so Infinity created the smell of lavender to calm everybody down mm. and uh, the other characters didn't know what it was and <laughs> my mind so there were two uh, the, the, the other, that was the other topic that I wanted to talk about uh, which mm. was uh, sense and the idea of people not knowing what sense are possibly in the far future um, and I was saying before we started recording that uh, it's quite depressing so I suggested that maybe we, I should do this one first so we don't end the show on a downer oh good I uh, mean charm person just mind control. pretty bad <laughs> yeah so I mean, take your pick. But <laughs> we've made our bed. Let's lie in it. Look, it's going to be a dark episode, guys. Buckle it. Oh, well, in that case, Ali, yeah. you said you wanted to go first, so over to you. Oh, oh, I know. I'm. Uh, I can do it, but I'm kind of ready to hear about the sadness of a uh, space without smells. Just hit. Roll okay. the dice. Both of you roll a d20. I don't okay. have my dice oh, in front of me. Yes. Oh, Simon. Uh, then I guess I'll have rolled mine first. Hey Google, roll a d20. Oh, no! Cheater! Cheater! I got a five. <laughs> Wait, is Noah High going first? Hang on. Oh, oh god. Uh, I don't know. I you're I'm... the DM on this one. Hi. I got a I six. Wins. Ali's first. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Jesus. Ali, yeah, you go first. D twenty. Let me just get these dice back in there. Right. Um, oh, thank you for those fifty gift subs. Whoever just gave those. Wow, you're so nice. Oh, what yeah. a high train. Very generous. Thank you. <laughs> What's a high train? <laughs> Did you say what a hype train? I know, Twitch. I like your remotes and the commands where you put an exclamation mark in the front. Good work, chat. Watching you guys learn Twitch last time was was so good. There's a new new command. If you do exclamation mark slimy, it will do a little song about the slug. What? No. (laughs) Yeah. I I was not made aware of this. Dan, we put it in. God's sake. Of course it was Dan. The mods have turned on you. Right. Okay, so you are going first then, Alice. Yes. Tell us about charm okay. Charm, yes, charmant. Okay, right. So here's my thinking. Charm person. All right, so just to, just to wind back a second. Infinity, uh, the, whole, the whole gang is trying to get into this mine shaft. Um, and they've got to get through a door to get into the sort of the mine proper. And there's someone guarding the door. And sh- uh, Tenebris tries to just charm her way in. Doesn't get very far. So uh, Infinity casts Charm Person, and what Charm Person does, if it succeeds, it gives you an advantage on any charisma. No, that's check. friends. Charm Person. Oh, Charm, per- no. Charm Person is more than that. You must make a wizard. If it if it charmed by oh uh, yeah no 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 but Charm the Charm effect um, condition of being charmed. The Charm yes, creature regards you as a you. friendly acquaintance. Like, yes, but the so totally correct. Charmed, the condition, means you have an advantage on any ability check to interact socially with the creature, which essentially means yeah. any advantage on charisma checks. Yeah. And you can't attack. The charm creature won't attack you, yeah. which is which is different from just 
an advantage. So yeah, it's a little bit more, but... So basically, they're your super mate. They never want to hurt you unless you hurt them. And you get advantage on, essentially, on charisma. Saving throws. Um, but you also have to make a wisdom saving throw. And if you succeed on the wisdom saving throw, then nothing happens, which will become important later. Which is what happened in our case. Which is, in fact, what happened. Yes, that yeah, is which what, what happened. happened because level one. <laughs> no, because Who needs a spell? 20. It was a nat 20. Yeah, but she also my spell DC is low. Like, is it? Ooh. What is 14. It? Maybe like, might want to work on that. It's, it's good. <laughs> level me up then, Ali. Wow. <laughs> you might want to work on I that. I have 18 Ooh. in wisdom. It's a good spell DC for level one. But it's, it's really good. It's, it's really good. good. I'm not arguing that. Just, <laughs> you just said just you might want to work on that. <laughs> wish it was better. Okay. Um, so, right. Here is my thinking. Charm person is essentially all about suggestiveness, right? If what it's doing is giving you an advantage on charisma saving checks, what it's making you is more suggestive to that person, right? You're more mm. likely to take their word or do what they say or, or whatever, right? <laughs> just that. suggestive. That. It's not just... <laughs> suggestive. Stop. Stop, Stop it. his eyebrows at the camera. <laughs> Uh, stop, tattl uh, stop tattling on me. <laughs> I have to, because otherwise everyone blames me in chat. <laughs> <laughs> you do get a lot of stick in chat, it's true. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a stupid word. It's a stupid word for what happens. Anyway, it is sorry. a silly word. It's a silly word. Okay, right. So, suggestiveness, right? Um, My first thought was drug-induced suggestiveness, right? So this is going to get dark well quickly, because... Has anybody heard of scopolamine? No. No. Okay, scopolamine is. It is. It's kind of shellfish. It's kind of scallop. Oh, I like scallops. Far, far from it. The most <laughs> oh, it. evil of scallops. It's called, one of its <laughs> names is the Devil's Breath. I don't know if anybody God. actually calls it that. It's like, you know, like you look on internet sites and they say, often known as this thing. Like, I've never heard it called that before ever. No one ever uses it, that expression. But, um, so scopolamine is a drug that you can give to someone which essentially puts them into a more receptive state. And, oh, I should have looked it up. Anyway, so come back to me after the end of Simon's because I'm going to tell you exactly how it works because I forgot to do that and I, I should definitely okay. know that. But just on top of that, scopolamine is quite old, right? It was around in the 50s, 60s. It's not really a kind of drug you would have heard of. GHB, you might have heard of. Rehypnol, you'll definitely have heard of, right? These are drugs which enhance your suggestibility. Um, I yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Enhance your suggestibility. I, mean, I just that assumed really they made you drowsy, I have to admit. I didn't realise that this was how, no, how so they No, so alcohol is another one. Alcohol enhances your suggestibility. That's true. Right? That's, yeah, no, I see they, So they, they have lots of other effects as well, but they're all doing the same, roughly the same thing. So you're suggesting that Bates is, is going up to this old woman in the mine and just like spraying Infinity, vodka. not Bates, please. please. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Infinity is going up and just being like, you want to let us in? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my first thought, right? Well, well, that was where my first went. <laughs> first thought was that's stronger. Now, I was just going to say, like, is susceptibility like a like an easily definable thing in terms of behaviour or what the brain's doing and stuff? Like, cause I can ima I can imagine, like, psychologically, you can do it, but like, what, what's... you know, it's a great question. I don't think like physically you can, but I know when I was uh, I've done a test of suggestibility hmm. before because hmm. that's how they find people for studies for hypnosis trials. 
Mm. Um, Because if you have high suggestibility, you're more likely to be able to be put under hypnosis. And I have quite high suggestibility. So um, apparently you can just tell me to do things. I'm like, sure. Um, (laughs) Sounds (laughs) good. Natural knowledge. I'm going to take a note of this. Um, But I'm left-handed. So they never want me for any brain trials because um, they only want right-handed people. So sad. I'm really, really so sad about sad. it. That's yeah. also, you know, missing oh, out on good data. Yeah. Anyway, that's my good side. fact about brain but, charts as well, though. Like left-handed people, it's a ten percent of the population just unstudied. Yeah. It's just because you might, po- you're more likely to not have your language center in the side of the brain that everyone else does. So. Um, oh right. That's the end. That's the only reason. Is it not a hundred percent correlation? Is it not just straight flipped? No, it- no not at all. Oh, so it's I think like it's 50-50 I don't- or something. No, I don't know the numbers, but I think so in right-handed people, it's like 98% of you, uh, sorry, you, I'm using you, you know, you common you people, people. <laughs> the, the norms, you people. Um, <laughs> uh, your, your language sensor will be in the left hemisphere of your brain. So right. correlate left hemisphere teaching right hand. Okay. Um, whereas in left-handed people, it's still more common to have your hemisphere in the left hemisphere, but it's something like 75% of left-handed people whereas 25 percent have it in the right hemisphere and then it, or not even 25 and then it's more common that you have um uh oh what's it called ali do you know what it's called where you have it in both hemispheres by bilateral no that might not be right bilateral but, does mean on both sides yeah it might be that bilateral uh language hemispheres so left-handed people are more likely to have thing. That well. how can that even be possible because you have to okay no look we're getting off track here Sorry. um but Brains bilateral language centers <laughs> Bilateral language sensors, I like. I'm gonna, f- I will find out about. You can talk about because um, I was like when I was in school, I remember time. like you were told that like you had certain processes that were left brain and certain that were right brain. Is that like a thing yes. that is still believed, or is that out of date? There are some things that happen on one side of the brain or the other, but it's not always the same side for everyone, and it's not really like is- your your left side. So your left hand is controlled by your right hemisphere. And, you know, so the left side of your body is all controlled by the, the sorry, each side of your body is controlled by the opposite hemisphere. That is, that is correct. But then the more nuanced things like language and things. There is laterality. There is laterality, but it can, it can cross both. But the, the, the yeah. sort of more urban myth thing is that like left-handed people are, I don't know, more creative yes. or. That's a, is it, or, yeah, I think that's the mathematics. And there's no like left brain, right brain, that none of that yeah, is really that. a thing. No. I'm not sure, brain, yeah, that emotional. is. You can definitely pick up different, like, you know, different readings in different parts of the brain from brain imaging that are only yeah. on one side versus other side, depending on what you do. But as to what it means, maybe we should do a DMD brief on that. Yeah, but um, yes, all, all to come around to suggestibility is a thing that they do. There are ways of measuring. Um, so it was, it's like a, what they made us do was, well, they just suggested a lot of things. And then we had to, like, <laughs> score what we could actually, like, feel like we were sensing and stuff. I remember in one of it, they were like, imagine there's a fly buzzing around. It's like basically putting you into a deep sense of relaxation. It's Ooh. basically trying to hypnotize you. Is it like yeah. the Voight Kampf test from Blade Runner? What was that? You know no, what I'm going to say, don't they're, you? They're looking <laughs> at your pupils. Haven't seen not <laughs> seen Blade Runner. <laughs> oh, like, it doesn't have... Yeah, it's like required <laughs> reading for this whole campaign. That's why. <laughs> Brendan Fraser <laughs> does Get Blade Runner. Runner. I'd watch it. I, I do Brendan want to watch Blade Runner. Runner. I will watch it. The original though, right? Not the new one. No, 2049 is also excellent. Okay, um, is it? Oh, I definitely. I I think it's one of those sequels that might be better than the original. What? I honestly think yeah. that. Trek two. Welcome to the death of your character, Simon. Uh, Chat's okay, got my back, it? haven't they? <laughs> Thanks. Right. Chat. Chat agree with me that Trek two is the best sequel, and uh, the, the, the film is better than the, the Empire Strikes Back. 
Um, doesn't really yeah. count. There's so many of them. Nailed it. Toy Story Two is that better than Toy Story One? No, Toy Story. No, no, it's not better. It's good. It's not better. Okay, wait. Look, just pulling us back just for a second. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want this a compilation is... of Ali trying to bring us back on topic from various children. Children. <laughs> Come on. The, su- the suggestion of things. The hypnosis, I also thought about that, but I did try and look into the science of it and I couldn't make head nor tail of it. Like They're like, oh, you can hypnotise people doing these things, but there doesn't seem to be a clear like mechanistic way that it happens. They're just sort of like, That's you just weird. do this thing and it happens. Yeah. But I, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a hypnosis expert. If someone out there knows like the brain stuff behind it, if there I is a real like pathway that you can always... Let me I don't know, think you I can stimulate a brain to hypnosis. I've, I've done a bit on hypnosis in my degree um, in my final year and there's no sort of pathways that I'm aware of. It's just a deep sense of sort of relaxation and um, yeah, you know, all these people being chickens isn't really what they study and stuff like that. But it is very interesting. I mean, how much it's, of it is just like, I have to pretend to be a chicken or this is very awkward? It is me. exactly what it is. There's suggestibility. Right. It's, right. Um, yeah, and but you you sort of feel that, but necessarily not necessarily um, in like the front of your brain. You sort of feel it deepen. It's this kind idea of, of like down, unconscious suggestibility. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've been hypnotized. I I can be hypnotized, and um, but you don't do anything you don't want to do. And I was very aware that I was hypnotized, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I still no, I just wanted to do everything. Sense. I just wanted to do what they were saying. They were like, hey, you know, imagine you're sit- I think it was like we're on I was on a deck chair pretending I was in the sun. And it was lovely. And I was sat there and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. That sounds great. But I was very still aware that I was like on a stage being hypnotized. Hmm. That seems fine. Yeah. yeah. But um, you're not trying to gain access to a mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Would, would um, hypnotizing the old woman be less morally awful in any way? Yeah. Than scopolamine. Yeah. Uh, than the drugs. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> but, well, let me just. Is there so another the, the thing with the scopolamine and the GHB and the rehypnol, right, is that the crucial thing about charm person is, is it only works between you and the target, right? So the target can't be suggestible to anyone else. It can only be suggestible True. to you. Oh. So you can't, so you, scopolamine, GHB and rehypnol, they don't work, right? You need to charm have Charm person which is... is you and your companions, like, but it, it can't, oh no, sorry, is that wrong? No, it's if, no, if no, your companions just, hit them, then it's like, no, I don't like you either now. Um, no, sorry, that's right. You're right. No, it's just it's just whoever cast it and the creature they yeah. cast it on, um, the person. So, right, how do you get past that? Hypnosis would be one, but I felt like it just didn't... I felt like I couldn't explain it with science, right? And that also maybe doing it, boom, like that, although the internet claims it's possible. Yeah, it's not. I, I don't know if that's a sort of... It, it just takes didn't seem... prep and, yeah. No. It didn't seem feasible. So, right, another thing, right? And... I stuck with drugs. Yeah. And I'm thinking I love you, drugs. Going evil. <laughs> yeah, now we're thinking, right, what's what's a drug which would make make you be like, oh man, I love you so much. What do you do you wanna you wanna come in? Sure you can yeah. come in, man. Bang, come bang, in, bang, come bang, in. Bang, bang, Give me bang, a hug bang, while you're coming in. Bang, bang, bang. Sorry. What is on. it? What's the answer? You know what the answer is. Smoke weed every day. Bum, bum, bum. Shit, I, I'm, we're all on the same page, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Just check. No. So, um... Cocaine? Uh, no. Okay. Cocaine would make you, like, Alcohol. the least charming person ever. <laughs> hey, how Alcohol... are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Long cocaine, I Have you seen my film? I make films! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hey, all right, you can come in. <laughs> Ecstasy? No. 
Heroin. Ecstasy. Uh-huh. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, we did not. That's the one. No. We were not on the same page. There was a lot of pages happening. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of we. But I we're went on straight the same. to booze. Now we're on the same. <laughs> we're page in the same page. book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right. So a pill is basically just a pro-social thing, right? You're just massively pro-social. Like you like What's hugging that? and you like talking and you just like being around people. And there's a lot of other stuff that happens as well. But like the pro-social thing, definitely a major part of it. Now, something... RP Geeks right, okay. does not endorse the taking Pro-sociality. Of... Stay <laughs> away from people. Don't do drugs, kids. People are evil. Keep away from them. Even if They'll you give want... you drugs. Even if you want to charm an old woman, do not <laughs> give her drugs. <laughs> This has been a PSA. Then, uh, sorry. This has been a Firing an ecstasy tablet. <laughs> old it just missed her mouth. Take it. <laughs> like, be my friend. Can you, can you aerosolize thinking, ecstasy? Right. Like, could you just, like, kind of spray her? Well, like, but it reason. also... But the, the issue with ecstasy, right, is it also... It's not um, specific, right? It's not specific to people. You're just happy. You're just a happy camper, right? And anyone's mm, gonna be mm, gonna yeah, get the benefit mm. of that. But there is one part of 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 the MDMA ecstasy effect on the brain, which is specifically about increasing your pro-social behavior towards one person. What? How? There wow. is a chemical which does that, and you all know it. Oh, um, um, oxytocin. Yeah, it's oxytocin. Yes, um, yes it would totally be oxytocin. This makes perfect sense. So they fall in love with you. Well, it's, you know, it's sort of that general sort of area of stuff happening, right? And oxytocin is released by MDMA, right? It, it's part of the yeah. whole thing. Nobody knows if it has, like, if it is responsible for all the effects, Can't but it certainly it gets blasted up somewhere along the line. So oxytocin so. Is, is the thing with, like, like romantic relationships and and mothers and babies they call it Boom. the cuddle mothers... hormone don't they yeah oh, hugging it's cuddled, released by hugging get... oh. eye contact mothers and babies romantic partners breastfeeding those are the big three and does I it think. and does it have to be like a a, a really parturition as well sorry parturition what's sorry? that, that what now? Having, as in when you birth yes it's giving birth it's getting i can't remember exactly which part of giving birth it is but it's up to do that oh okay and 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 so oxytocin, like if I hug someone and I'm like mm, oxytocin, like you're, what you're saying is that those that that emotional effect is directed towards that person. It's not. Yes, it is a person-specific effect, crucially, right? So, but yeah. question: is yeah. it, Does it involve everything you've just said? Is a physical touch thing? No. <laughs> no. Oh no, no, no! It's a mental. Babies. No, but like the cuddles and the, like stimulate. Oh no, no! Eye contact. It's mental. You said, you said eye contact. Yeah, back. yeah. There's Carry other on. stuff as well, but it, it's about you building your relationship with that person. It, it just pumps that relationship up. Which for yeah. um, the human evolution would be like actually really useful to be able to be specific and, and like yeah, you and not those other people who I'm <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you just had sex and you're like, I love all of yeah. you now. <laughs> <laughs> Certain situations, that's going to be. <laughs> Oh, it's you not, not useful. It's just not. <laughs> Maybe that's what you the first, have. And then you're like, any babies are great. All babies yeah. are great. No, yeah. <laughs> Get her out of the maternity <laughs> ward. Um, <laughs> she's in a positive feedback loop. You're like a category <laughs> of babies. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> <rolling around. laughs> 
And like, and you just start hearing that music start playing, like, God, worry, no one's here. And you're like, no! And all the doctors running to the maternity ward. We've got a 311. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know what a Katamari is, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an old video game where you like you play this character that uh, sticks <laughs> stuff to it, but then as you like accumulate more stuff, you get bigger and you can stick bigger and bigger stuff to you. Makes so sense. you're initially you like the world. insect size, but then you're eventually like picking up buildings and stuff. So what oh, we're hypothesizing is you roll up the universe. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, I want to play. That, that sounds, sounds really, really good. Really good. Yeah. But, but if it's it game night, but if there's a positive yeah. feedback loop of like every baby gives you more oxytocin towards all babies yeah. suddenly you're rolling through the maternity ward just picking up all of these things into a big ball a terrifying ball of newborn the sound and the smell children. would oh. be awful no. like, the sound would be i i can't imagine it actually worse. can't mm. right hang on wait a second so mm. How do we it's not just <laughs> it's not just humans right because oxytocin is in mammals Right? This is a thing that all mammals use because all mammals rear their young to a greater or lesser extent. Right? Not met my mum. So, <laughs> this is what it was a dark episode, and we're, we're going there. We just went to cuddle hormone. I was feeling all yeah. nice oh, and sorry. fuzzy. We, we went from cuddle hormone to baby ball to like <laughs> baby ball. Sorry, as you were. So, <laughs> I nearly spat my water out. Sorry. Oh. So, so right, oxytocin and. The thing is, a lot of the evidence for oxytocin and the pro-social effect that it has and the specific person-to-person -person effect actually doesn't come from humans, right? It comes from voles, because voles, there's there's a kind of, there's a prairie vole which mates for life, right? And when it, you've, you might have heard of this, when it mates, it has, the ones which mate for life have very high oxytocin levels, right? But you can reverse that by blocking oxytocin and you turn it from being a kind of like monogamous nice hole into just a sort of lad about town, I'm just gonna vole out uh, on all the voles that I see. And there's even, a, there's even a hormone called vasopressin, I think it's vasopressin, which does the reverse, right? Turns you, you know, and if you block that, then you turn these kind of like, you know, real The rugby animals. lad into like monogamous stay at home dad vole. Yeah, or like even He's wearing worse sandals than with lad. socks and stuff like that after you block <laughs> yeah, exactly. the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like all these rugby. Anyway, so that's the thing. But actually, there's not that much evidence in humans that it works, right? Oh. Like it's well established oh, in the animal kingdom. Who's that, tried? People try like, all the time. That feels like a really wow. weird study being what like, hey, there's around? this guy that sleeps around. I know, let's. <laughs> Block his vasopressin and up his oxytocin. This sounds like a weird, down. fucked up version of like My Fair Lady or something. Like you, you have a project <laughs> of a guy. Gross. We will improve him. Yeah. <laughs> My Fair Oxytocin. Oh. Yes, we will improve him by constant, yeah, like daily injections of hormone, hormone injections. So, so the what I was thinking, right, is that I feel like what Infinity has done is probably based her understanding of how people form these attractions on her knowledge of animals, yeah. right? Which she definitely has. Yeah. So she's like, ah, oxytocin, that makes sense. So she's created this sort of, this little That's love. Just a little love me drug. Just love this, me. It, but, it's, but it's a mix, right? It can't just be oxytocin. There's oxytocin, but oh, there's a bit okay. of serotonin in there. And there's also, um, some dopamine, you need that as well, right? Because you okay. just need dopamine for everything. Literally. So you've kind of calibrated this sort of thing based on your knowledge of voles and you're using it 
to try and charm humans. And it works on some people, but not others, which is where I guess the wisdom save comes in. Yeah. Because no, you might have calibrated it wrong for the person, right? Because yeah. the science is not mm, perfect. Love that. Love yeah. that. Hey, I've got some. Do you want some oxytocin facts, which yeah. I wrote down? Do I? To say. We do. Okay. How many Ox facts do you have? I want to do a countdown of them. I've got about four. <laughs> Fact number one. Go. Oh, you're doing a count up? Yeah, that's, you do a count up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Like, no, no, count up, up is good. What's the difference, you know? <laughs> because we might get stuck on two, and then I just. Fact one. Okay, fact one. Oxytocin makes people find unknown people more attractive. Oh. So, so is that like when you fall in love with someone on the tube? No, but this is if you that, fall in love with you somebody. Rammed yourself full of oxytocin. You already know, like, and you fall in love, say. But then you, what you're saying is, you find strangers additionally also more attractive. Good Lovely segue, Simon. Thank you. Um, fact so... number two. No? <laughs> the first one means is unknown, right? And it's it's that's irrelevant. I think I think it's single people. That's what's done on single people. The second thing oxytocin does is. If you take men who are in a relationship, pair bonded men, right? If if you oh, like, no. you and you stand them next to you stand them next to an attractive woman, right? You Me give them a load of oxytocin, <laughs> they move away from the attractive they know. woman. Because, because they're they, like, it, oh, it ramps like, up their pair hell. bond. It's like so oh, I thought the other no. thing, the, the wisdom the wisdom save might be that you accidentally get someone who's in a loving relationship and they're like <gasps> No, I can't. I can't. So, so you know the distracted know boyfriend you. meme? What we have is boyfriend in the middle, and then the woman who yeah. is like looking away from is attractive woman next to him. And, it's, and the one he's turning towards partner. is loving Actual relationship. partner. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, definitely yeah. in oxytocin <laughs> molecules. Yeah. The whole time. Create the meme, I'll put it on Instagram. Go, go, yeah. go, go, go. Chat, chat. Um, anyway, yeah, and the last ones are the oxytocin triggers dopamine systems. So basically, because the other thing is, it's like, it's all very well being like, I inject you with oxytocin. But as soon as you do that, then it basically starts, all other shit starts firing. You start raising dopamine, serotonin goes off. So it's never just one thing. Um, but you need oxytocin in conjunction with serotonin. So you have to have them both um, to get what I've written here is rewarding social interactions in rats. What that means, <laughs> I couldn't possibly tell you. But <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That. I really like rats, Rat and I boy. find interactions with rats very rewarding. So the thing is, what I, what I, what I think I, the reason I've written that down is because you can't just have oxytocin, right? You need dopamine and serotonin as well Why? to make it all work. Mm. So Infinity, your like pff, injection of whatever it is has got to be dopamine, oxytocin, and serotonin. Why? What happens? And maybe some like vasopressin inhibitors. Yeah. Okay, so in terms, really of, like that. in terms of ministering this stuff, because obviously this is normally an internal process, can you aerosolize it? Oh, can you no. drink it? Like you wouldn't want to aerosolize it, right? I mean, yeah, I'm like... thinking. I'm thinking. What if no instead you go to a phone party at a club, but they just pump the flame <laughs> <laughs> and you go in, you're just like, this is amazing. No, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, essentially, you're just talking about giving everybody MDMA in, in the club. Like, yeah. That's fine, question, right? They'll probably question. already be on it. What? Quite really important question, right? This this is an experiment we need to do. Say you have a single person and then they experience the oxytocin thing with one person and it's singular because of the directional directionality of it. And they're not with someone else. So it's and they're not with someone else. The thing yeah. And then they're like, oh, I like this person. But, you know, it's not really, you know, not a thing yet. They're not necessarily, they are bonded now though because of the oxytocin. What happens with them if you then put like an attractive person next to them? 
Are they then like, oh, I've got high oxytocin. And because they've got high oxytocin, they're more ready to bond with someone. But then they maybe bond with too many people. Or, you know, a great number of people. (laughs) However way you want to look at it. More funding needed. I honestly don't know. That is More research required. Yeah, and what happens in people in polyamorous relationships? Because because what the, the oxytocin thing does sort of raise an issue that, like, it seems to be in some way associated with a level of higher process, higher processing, right? At least something which is going to allow you to identify someone, which taps into all different parts of the brain than dopamine, which is just like, you feel amazing. So, yeah, I don't know. Good question. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> this also makes me think about, like, the difference between, like, like or the, or the feeling of oxytocin. Is that, like, this sort of loving relationship and the difference between feeling like romantically attracted towards someone and sexually attracted towards someone. Mm. And the fact that, you know, like in, in demisexuality, you don't really have that sexual attraction to someone until you're already, I guess, like emotionally bonded yeah. with them. Whereas sometimes you can just be sexually attracted to someone and maybe that's got nothing emotional behind it at all. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so the only, th- oh, the only thing I can possibly add to that is that testosterone is the kind of the randy hormone. Like that's the it's one actually- which- it is. Ah, it is. Yeah. Like it, that's what that's what gets you going. That sounds like it a very successful well. branding campaign by Big Testosterone. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome I'm to the Randy Hormone. Is that, is, that, is, that, is, is it the same or bad? I don't know. <laughs> is that does that is it the same in women as well? Are the, are the, are testosterone I think so. I think that's right. If you have higher testosterone, so. you're more likely to have a higher sex drive. I think that's but right. it's you know, it's specifically nice. about like wanting to have sex rather than wanting to be in a relationship or wanting mm, to, you know, make mm, babies mm, or anything. It's just about wanting to rot. So yeah. <laughs> no, bonk, 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 bonk. Yeah, this is getting oh, yeah, on a sorry. bit overly bonk heavy. <laughs> bonk, <not laughs> yeah, right. wasn't, mm. Didn't need the word rut. The rutting <laughs> hormone, no I think. No <laughs> hey, also, that. there's like there's also so the uh, but there is a difference in the MDMA. Sorry, I'm just back on. No, fuck it. We don't, we don't care about MDMA. En- enough of that. Excellent. He's not drugging so, people with ecstasy or MDMA. I, 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 not. I, I it's have a, a separate like thing. The hormone cocktail. I like that. I, like I have it. a question <laughs> about this hormone cocktail and infinity because I, I I can kind of feel like if you were a being who w- wanted social relationships and had this ability, is there? Well, yeah. So what happens if if infinity? Drugs us to make us like her, just hypothetically. Okay. What if she's done it already and you didn't well, know? <laughs> right, um, and and like, is it is there a danger of it being of it stopping working, or are you having to up the doses, or of it becoming well, addictive and then we become addicted to infinity? Charm person like, runs out. Give Charm person her. runs out in an hour, right? And yeah. the question is whether your if we're after your oxytocin like shot, you would then it would run out if you just did a one stop like. Pfft, now, obviously, it, it works with MDMA, right? Like, if you take a load of, if you take a pill, then four hours, it's you're not feeling great anymore. So, but but as to whether you need multiple doses of oxytocin to build a, a sort of a, a long-standing relationship versus you can just have one massive blast and it'll last forever, I I don't know because it'd be very difficult to do that in a natural setting, right? Because yeah. you know you are constantly getting oxytocin from whoever you're with, your partner or your baby. So you couldn't do just a one-off blast and see if you retained that. Whereas in a lab setting, you can only check once, basically, because you can't keep mm-hmm. people in the lab for like two balls? days afterwards. What about the balls? Yeah, what about the balls? I mean, by this logic, does this not mean that being in a long-term relationship is being addicted to someone? Because if they... That's what, that's there are many... There are, yeah. there are loads and loads and loads of 
crossovers. Sure, and I, I did like, I should have looked up, should have looked it up. Like five or six years ago, I looked up how addiction and love, the system crossover that they have. And there's a lot of research into basically saying they're the same thing. Like they just have the same, they run on the same systems. So yeah, it is. I think you are being addicted to someone. And, yeah, I, and yeah. interestingly, I think there's work in how, because there's work into how you can get people to come off addiction of drugs, right, without having to go through horrific come downs. And the idea is that you can apply the same methods to people coming out of long term relationships. You can just be like, boom, no worries. It's eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, baby. Uh... Get out there. Have this testosterone booster. You're off. Does this mean so... that Ed Sheeran was nearly correct, by the way? Because he talks about being addicted to the shape of you. But shouldn't it be addicted to the touch of you? In love with the shape of you. I thought it's addicted. Is it addicted? I thought I'm it was. I'm in love with the shape no, of you. No, I think it's love. Yeah, addicted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you actually I'm heard addicted that. Addicted to the shape wow. of you. <laughs> Maybe it says addicted somewhere else in the song. Simon, who's addicted? I'll Google it. Hang on. Addi- it's the same. Addicted to you, love song. I swear there is a like a famous love song that has that in it. He does have a song called Addicted. What if you? F- if chat was here. We they what are have you here. Found they're screaming online. at us. They're telling us. Thank you for telling us, chat. We're still they're gonna look it up. It's like "Addicted <laughs> to Love" by Robert Palmer. He wrote a song called "Addicted." Ed Sheeran has Ed written Sheeran. a song called "Addicted," but That's... I've never heard. I mean, it's Ed Sheeran that could be addicted to a number of things. To be okay, fair, okay. I'm just seeing if "Shape of You" has the word "addicted" in. Vital I'm in love with your research that we're doing. This is now. great content. <laughs> Uh, uh, can't. So far, I've not seen anything. We cannot Stop rule on the scientific accuracy of Ed Sheeran. We've got time. Okay, no, there's, this is not in, it's not in shape of you, Simon. You're incorrect, sorry. I am sorry. Okay. <laughs> Get him out of here! So, last bits, right? Last bits uh, yeah, on yeah. the... So, this is all very well, right? Okay, you can get your chemicals in, etc., etc. But, it actually... That's, it's actually way, way harder than that. So this is where I kind of, the whole thing slightly grinds to a halt a little bit and I need some help trying to work out how it would exactly work because you can't just inject, it's not like a trank dart you can just hit someone in the arm with, right? Because dopamine, serotonin do not cross the blood brain barrier, right. blood brain barrier which is a barrier. That was question. damn barrier. It's an evil so thing. The ba- it's a great thing. That's, the blood brain barrier is basically a, th- a layer of three different kinds of cells that goes around all blood vessels that run through your brain. So it stops oh, anything cool. in your blood getting into your brain without being basically vetted um, and not very much gets through. So heroin dopamine does. doesn't. <laughs> is that why heroin is so addictive? No, no, no. Well, not the reason. But it gets into your brain. Like, <laughs> like water does and stuff opioids like that. Opioids get into your brain, basically. Explains why people love Jane Austen so much. Morphine and stuff. It all goes through. Because I've got so many heroines in it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. And I was trying not to make the joke. I probably went once and I was like... It's a real sign of a great joke when you have to explain it. (laughs) I know that one really landed. I've read another level. (laughs) Oxytocin does cross the blood-brain barrier, but not as much as you would hope. But you can get, like, precursors. So L-DOPA is a famous one. If you give L-DOPA to people with Parkinson's, they suddenly get a load of dopamine, they wake up. 5-HTP, you can buy, right? You can buy just big tubs of it, and then that will get broken yeah. down into 5-HT, which is serotonin in your brain. Not that it does any of the stuff which serotonin you would hope does, right? It doesn't uh-huh. just make you happier. Which brings me to the next point, he said, garbling through this whole list of information that he's got. But crucially, right, you can, even if you got, even if you managed to flood the brain with these three chemicals, right, just doing that isn't necessarily going to give you the outcome you want, because... These chemicals are released in specific places at specific times. 
to activate specific circuits. So just <laughs> dumping a whole load of these chemicals on, we don't, you don't really know what that's going to do. Okay, so you're saying specific places, specific times. Is there a way of like some? Oh god, this is difficult. Because like, if you you can take slow release pills, right? So you have the capsules that break down after a certain amount of time to release the drug slowly. So is there a way of like getting them in timing the body it so that they would in be in that order. kind of way? They would time, but it yeah, would be very quick because obviously it's also like an action quick, to cast yeah. the spell. <laughs> but you could. I mean, you can get them in, right? So you can get past the blood-brain barrier by hitting someone in the spine, right? So you would have to hit them in the spine, and then that gets it into the CSF, little old which... lady. Yeah. <laughs> you do that. Or you get them in the neck, or you know, just in the, the head, right? Nice. Like, mm. just in the ear. So you up can you get through that up the nose, yeah. Yeah. Um, but in order to and the timing-wise, you can put them in molecular cages, which break down at a, give yeah. a certain kind of timing way. So you can deal with the time. But in order to do the position, right, we're looking at, you know, sub millimeter level resolution in a brain which is the size of two fists together. You know, so how do you find that? And the answer, I think, is nanobots. instead of giving. <laughs> it's always nanobots. It's always nanobots. <laughs> nanobots. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. I'm just, I'm in the middle of a flow. Take a break. I'm not anymore. <laughs> um, instead of using just the chemical itself what you do is you use the brain's existing chemicals which is essentially what mdma does right mdma doesn't give you a load of serotonin what it does is it stops you from hoovering up all the serotonin that you release yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, it's, so it's definitely being released in the right place because that's where it was already and mm, you just that's good, yeah. back up. so you can basically so we've come full circle you're basically drugging someone with mdma um but modified to increase the amount of oxytocin versus the amount of serotonin versus the amount of dopamine okay Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I like it. I mean, okay, brilliant. So we can just add it morally. I just like the explanation. (laughs) Not sure Infinity wants to cast that spell again. (laughs) Well, that's like any 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 charisma caster, like just trying to play a bard in D anD D and realizing that all of your charm spells are just completely morally awful. Yeah. Um, especially like you know. I suppose, like, sometimes you could say, hmm, it's that or killing someone, so we're going to go with this. But, like, or they're going to kill me if I don't do it. A, like, okay. A... But this was just a little. People little use it a lot out of, out of combat because it's, they're not. It was either this or you push it down combat. the pit, all right? Yeah, that was the other. It's, it's but... an interesting moral, moral question. Moral for... Well, it which didn't work anyway. Never, let us never speak so... of it again. Oh, and also, last episode, um, Kat does maths in chat said pheromones yeah question mark mm-hmm. so actually we don't have the organs to detect pheromones it's like a, one of those common sort of like we did. myths that we have we can thought it was still controversial is it not still a myth? no we so don't have a primary nasal organ but but do we are, are we still affected by them we so can detect we... them we can detect them but oh, we don't have the organ that does it you said we can we can sense them but we don't process them but we don't. Or we process them. We don't sense them. You something happened. Like basically, <laughs> this is a really gross experiment. But um, Androstadion, Androstadionone, Androstadionone. There we go. Um, which is a pheromone. It's present. It's a chemical that's present in male sweat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you put it on the upper lip of women, right? So you just just get it just on there. Do a little, it Im- yeah. it improves little their mustache. mood. <laughs> Come here, love. <laughs> 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 
Get it! Put your nose in there. <laughs> I'll cheer you so, up. Put your nose in my armpit. It I mean, clearly does have yeah. an effect, right? It's just we don't have the organ which all other mammals have to make but, it but work. But do animals not so smell pheromones? I assume that they went through the nose. I mean, they're putting it there, so that is a so very... Like, I, I think so, right? Like, it's inhalation, right? It's just taking them into the body somehow, I guess. Yeah. Um, That's... I think we're all yeah, guessing it, but... Yeah. yeah, it's not like you can get them... Yeah, they're not going to be in a concentration high enough to into the bloodstream and then get to the brain and have, like, a drug effect. So mm -hmm. it will have to be something to do with, like, a smell-induced effect on the brain, but we don't have the organ which connects the smell to the effect on the brain, according right, to okay. the... Okay. But it still seems to have worked, so maybe that's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it still does some. Maybe we just haven't found the bit of maybe the brain. Maybe that's that vestigial, though. In the yeah. same way that that might have been useful to our ancestors, in the same way that hind legs were useful to whales' ancestors. Yeah, because dogs go around sniffing bums a lot, right? And we don't do that in the same way. We don't need the same cues, social cues. Some of us do. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, not I don't know. Oh, no wonder I'm single. Anyway. Um... Suggestibility base. <laughs> but, <laughs> this is how the dopamine oxytocin fueled phone party will end. Everyone is just sniffing everybody's butts. <laughs> And we are lampposts. But in a nice way, like a really but friendly it's way. Bonding. It's I, I thought I read something about pheromones that I might be making up, um, where you you're attracted to pheromones that are like different to your own. And part of it was for like genetic for genetic. Oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've heard that. I don't know if that's I don't true. Know if that's... I'm gonna find out right now. Oh, I'm not because that clearly is going to Not right now. We don't have time. No, we're going to move on to the the depressing, the even more depressing. Right. This wasn't depressing. Yeah, was just this was about the happy chemicals. Now we're ready well, for the sad chemicals. Talking of smells, <laughs> you, if you oh, smell yeah. pheromones, oh, talking of smells. smells. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Oh, it was oh, a segue. So, if people missed this uh, earlier on, uh, basically the other thing that happened in the show that we wanted to talk about was a smell, which was lavender, if I remember rightly, was uh, given off by lavender. Infinity, Infinity's <laughs> character, and given off. Given off. Deliberately released. Like, robot. Like, not... yes. 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 Yeah. Slowly released. You've got to be very careful about what language you use around this, yeah. Um, gave emitted. off the smell. The smell was emitted. And, uh, and the, neither of our two characters, uh, Tenebris or Uriel, recognised the smell, which made me wonder what smells are going to go extinct. Um, oh, and it's already sad! Now, <laughs> so this is like, it's an interesting aspect that I just never considered of climate change and this is that's the context i'm basically looking at this through uh you know we're looking at long-term changes we're humans so we're gonna have to do with climate change uh this is a great week to talk about this uh well filming this anyway we filmed this the week mm. of the ipcc report damn um you future selves uh well damn you past selves i think you mean <laughs> like yeah damn, damn you exxon generations yeah <laughs> <laughs> um is that going to be just a side note? You know how like there's like a genre, a subgenre of time travel where it's like, should we go back in time and kill baby Hitler, like mm. that kind of thing? Should we? Is yeah. in the future are people going to be like, should we go back in time and murder Exxon, you murder can't. Shell? Like, like the number of people you'd have to, you'd have to alter you in order to stop climate change, right? Yeah, it's maybe it's the whole video of... what's going to happen and go back no, to like. like the 1900s no, evidentially like, it. it's not working people know what's going yeah. to happen and it literally like that's like right now we know and no one is going to do anything but about what it what if we like, could go to the industrial revolution and do it 
They'd be like, they what is this moving image? How yeah, are you doing it? Yeah. You witch! Burn the world! No, <laughs> but that's one like, of those well, time paradoxes, isn't it? Because we'd never have reached that. We'd never reach the stage where we could actually be <laughs> advanced enough to go back in time. No, 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 I feel like there will be time to talk about time travel in this uh, you, um, in later levels. <laughs> if you were to go back and, and no, say there won't. People, there is none in this universe. If you were to go back to people and say to like I don't know Volta or somebody like at the very start of electricity, being like, hey, if you if you like tied this up to a windmill that's infinite free electric was well, not infinite it's free electricity put that coal down like I, there's probably like a point in yeah. the timeline that you can insert no, specific technology someone else is going to come there's already massive like, coal because coal is already around by then right so there's vested interest in keeping coal going okay. right so volta's going yeah. to come to a sticky end pretty soon well, the thing that we stop just... dinosaurs ever evolving to try and get rid of any like breakdown yes. of energy. Because ah, no. coal is sure there's no life yes. on the planet ever. It's, it's and not then coal. Not it's, about, it's not dinosaurs. Made. Coal comes from about ninety percent of the coal that we burn comes from one fossil laying down of um, oh, dead you trees. Oh, need to stop the coal really? ever okay, existing. So it's the it's what's Kill called the, the coal forest, which is. Uh, it was like, it's not Lepidopterus. I can't remember the name of the particular tree, but basically this tree evolved that was the first one that had um, a specific uh, protein in its bark that bacteria couldn't break down. Like the bacteria hadn't evolved that could break down the bark. So when the trees fell, That's they just cool. piled up and up and up and up. And there's this huge layer of coal that, well, what eventually became coal that was then buried, compressed and formed into carbon rich coal. So it's this particular- Cut down all the trees. Yeah, so we've got That's to stop so that cool. tree from evolving, basically. We've just yeah. got to sneeze okay, on great. it or something. I've That'll seen definitely work. I do. <laughs> yeah, my work here is done. <laughs> Goodbye. The tree's like, what the what? <laughs> then you go, ah! back, like, you go back into the future and like, the fish people are in charge. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> this is yes, why we so... didn't do this. Anyway. Well, so climate change. <laughs> back to smells. Um, so, that would be so funny. If, anyway. uh, basically, like when we, when we're talking about smells, there are like kind of I, I, I'm looking at this as there are two kinds of sources. If you like, you have artificial and organic sources of smells, basically. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, like artificial smells, technological smells are already going extinct all of the time. Like, how many kids now know what a Polaroid smells like, for example? Like, that's a unique smell that has been lost in the future. Whale oil, like a whale oil, or you know, but stuff like chalkboards, diesel. People... What does a Polaroid smell like? You know, like it's like that warm kind of. How would you even describe it? Uh, Chemically, I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know what a Polaroid smells like. And that like actually is, is another point, actually, when it comes to smells. It's like, how do you preserve something? Um, and it, there are basically scientists who are doing this now. They are preserving smells. They're a smell That's bank. That's amazing. Yes, they, yeah, well, they're... Lipstick? White Valentino bag? Right, so basically, there isn't an equivalent of a seed bank. But because um, I'm quoting here from, I think this was a BBC article, actually. Uh, in 2003, UNESCO adopted a convention to safeguard intangible cultural heritage, which includes social oh. practices, oral traditions and performing arts. But smell is nowhere on there. There is a perfumer in the south of France who is on that list, but smells are not considered like something that you preserve. Um, is anyone else getting this image of like uh, a huge arc in Reykjavik or you know one of the places like Svalbard, right? Which is just room after room with walls with scraps and sniff pads on them that you just. <laughs> well, <sighs> that is a thing. Um, so John, I just read the Anthropocene Review by John Green, which is this collection of essays, and one of the, the things in that is snatched scratch and sniff books. And there's an interesting point that there will probably be a time in the future when a smell has completely died out and the only recollection of it will be a scratch and sniff, which is like an artificial representation 
of the smell. So in the same way is that, it like, not even the real smell. So if in, well, no, because like in the same way that if like prawns went extinct and nobody ever had a prawn cocktail again, you could still make prawn cocktail crisps, and people would think that was what a prawn tasted like. It doesn't taste anything like a prawn. But Precisely. surely you could re- re- replicate it exactly. If you analysed the smell yeah. and worked out all the exact proportion of different chemicals and then drew out the chemical formulas and then and then like one day in the future, like, all right, I'm going to make exactly this. Surely yeah. it would be exactly the same. So Wait, when... that may not be true because what if it's the full, you need more than just the smell input to get the but full... Then it's not like the an, smell. Does it, but the smell of an apple probably smells different if you're not looking at an apple. That is also true, yes. There are ways you can affect what things smell like by oh, no. yeah, changing the colour of it. Like Your it's baby's like poop probably smells white white different wide. to you yeah. than it does to us. Because you're evolutionally wired to be like, this is amazing. Whereas you will get COVID and not be able just... to taste or smell anything. <laughs> I just wish I had COVID to not say smell this. No, <laughs> no but I mean, like... Um, taste, not taste. No, scratch that. <laughs> so, so basically, there are there's two techniques that they're currently using, um, which is firstly you can expose like a polymer fiber to the smell, and then it soaks in the compounds, and then it, you take that in the lab and you do like gas chromatography and mass spectroscopy to identify mm. the species. But mm. I think there's probably going to come a point where there are so many chemical compounds present in mm. a, a smell, you could mm. miss one of them, and suddenly it's a completely mm. different smell. Baby poop. Um, and the other one is basically just directly sampling it, and that's something that they actually use in the perfume industry, I think, at the moment. Um, what do you mean? How do you? How, so this is just saying. Taking oh, you mean to, just to preserve it and preserving it? You mean? But also like, like different. So because volatility, right, of chemicals is affected by the temperature in which they're in, right? So presu- mm. so an apple doesn't smell the same if it's hot or a cold day. Mm. Like so, presumably, like different things don't just have one smell; they have. A fucking shitload of smells that could be associated with, and that is the probably the most depressing thing that I came across, which is that because of climate change, the world is already smelling different. Ah! No, I hate this. No, I hate this. No. And there are two factors to this, basically. One, we are not aware of because uh, it's in the sea. Um, the acidity of the sea has changed to the extent that it's changing the shape of olfactory chemicals. So when fish perce- or, or marine species perceive a smell, it smells different now than it did 50 years ago. Wait, the actual, you mean the the fish's olfactory, like... No, no, as in, as in like when they smell a chemical in the water, the yeah. extra abundance of H plus ions oh. is slightly altering the shape that that chemical forms. Oh so when it is God. perceived, it, it's different. And, and the example they gave was like um, when a crab uh lays its eggs it will smell if i remember rightly it was like covering over the eggs at a particular like instance and they have to smell when that's the right time to do that and that is being distorted by the seawater being more acidic and so they're like the biological processes are starting to change because of the extra acidity wow so that's depressing um but it does mean that crabs will inevitably evolve to have better senses of smell and everything evolves into crabs eventually which is uh, what's depending on how that? quickly it happens. It's like Casa something. It's when everything. Cancer is it's it's is there's it? a, there's this there's this term for the fact that crabs have evolved like three or four times completely independently. No way. Really? Because it's like the most efficient way you could bit make a life form. What? Go what sideways. Are you saying that like. The side, go sideways. Are you well, saying that because you've got like... a horseshoe crab. They're, they are oh, completely different. Um, hang on. They're also completely different. So yeah, they're not. I suppose, cr- the, they're like... base, I suppose those are the basic crabbiness. Yeah, it's uh, carcinization. Oh, that's crabs. what it's called. What is the what crabbiness of a? 
What is? What do you have to do to be considered a crab? Uh, right, hang on. <laughs> or crab-like. Here we go. It was stated by Bora Dale in 1916. Wow, this is wow. this is deep crab. Um, carcinization consists essentially in a reduction of the abdomen of a mercurious crustacean, together with a depression, same, and broadening of its cephalothorax. So the animal assumes the general habit of body of a crab. What <laughs> is that? Basically, it gets a bigger it... belly, and Oh, actually, no, sorry, there are, in a 2017 paper, wide. the carapace is flatter than it is broad and it possesses lateral margins. So, flappy bits on the edge, I guess. Um, like crimping I'm, I'm going to make myself a crab while you do it. The sternites, are, which are the ventral portions of the thorax, are fused into a wide sternal plastron. I don't know, how to do I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, <that's> uh, <laughs> which possesses a distinct emargination on its posterior margin. I have no clue what that means. Uh, the pl- this sounds like that sketch from Rick and Morty where they're talking about the plumbus. Um, the yeah, pleon yeah, yeah. is flattened and strongly bent, in dorsal view completely hiding the tergites of the fourth pleonal segment. No, that's... No, I feel like I'm a crab already. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically it's happened in king crabs, which are believed to have evolved from hermit crab ancestors. Um, so they're, they're deep cold sea crabs. Porcelain crabs are the ones with enormous claws. Um, Which hairy... actually more related to lobsters, but have evolved to look like yes. crabs. Yeah. Uh, hairy oh, stone crabs, that. which look like hairy stones. Um, and then hermit yes. crabs, which... Did you know the coconut crab is a... Oh, God, I fucking hate coconut crabs. Um, uh, is a form of hermit crab. Uh, Do you hate them so much? I hate crabs generally. I've got a bit of a phobia of them. Because... Everything turns into crabs, Simon. I this know. couldn't be worse for you. Everyone will be a crab, Simon. The... We're all going to be crabs one like day, Simon. They can hurt you, but I, I can't defend myself against you in a non-lethal way like if i'm going to try and get you away from me i have to kind of break your armor i don't like it okay your own but also so pinchy, I pinchy. They, I, I probably got pinched when i was like a baby by a crab and i'm just like fuck all of you like did you did you have every possible tangent prepared for in this <laughs> <laughs> that's the best this is this was... is always prepared the crab tangent is always <laughs> yeah. ready to go i, I feel like yeah <laughs> We're on like a platform that's been lowered down from below. We're like diving deeper and deeper. We've hit diamonds and now they're like, right, pull us up. And we're going back up to the, the sea smelling level. Um, so anyway, yeah, the sea, is, the sea is smelling different already because of climate change. Um, but on land, uh, plants are are becoming less smelly, basically. They're producing less scent. No, I hate this. Uh, because um, the world is getting warmer. And so it's causing the uh, where they actually produce the scent on the flowers, like in the petals and in the... Or sexual organs to, to dry out faster, oh. and so they are emitting. There was this study in Malaysia um, that is founding that they are they smell less now. Um, is there anything which smells more to make up for that sewage? Presumably, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it in this study. I imagine if because there, there will be areas that will cool relative to everywhere else in climate right. change, like it's not homogenous. Mm. Um, but I, if I remember rightly, the cool spot is like Iceland. So if there's maybe like a plant species endemic to Iceland, send maybe. all the plants to Iceland quickly. If if you're trying to work out how smelly something is, do you just like grab a bit of air from next to it and then like count the number of molecules mm. of smell? Yeah. The so th- there was this scientist who was doing this for different plant species, and um, he he was describing how the intensity is actually really important. Like there was a a wildflower that if it was like a point zero zero one percent concentration like by, i think by mass volume or something in an air sample it was very pleasant whereas if you made it a hundred times stronger it smelled like bobcat urine 
Like, oh. so just if it changed the the smell fundamentally, rather yeah. than just making it like too much to handle, it's like it's just a different. It smell, just right? you're, you perceive it as being a different thing, rather than perhaps like a no. Oh, oh no, that was it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a pleasant smell. It, it was the. It was part of the taste of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon wine. It's very impressive. It's like very. Thought that like the only way that you could measure smell would be one dude like who is nominated by the committee the smeller yeah. <laughs> who is who goes over and just like that's an eight and like, <laughs> <laughs> well i'll get to that i'll, I'll put a pin in that and i've got one more point <laughs> right. i'll return to in a, but but basically the, the super depressing thing and this was actually shocking to me even even after this week uh is that 40 percent of plant species are currently at risk of extinction so two in four two in five and a third of all flowering plants are expected to be extinct by 2050. Sod off. Oh. No, I don't want that. I like flowers. But if we think about the, the percentage of, well, how the number of species that we smell on a daily basis, it's actually a few dozen, maybe, flowers. Like, how many flowers also, could you claim you could smell, the, you know the smell of? But you also know. think back, like, because if, you, if, you, if you're looking at all the flowers in the world, right, there's a massive, like, density of different kinds of flower in the jungle, right? Mm. So all it yeah. would take is the jungle to go, and then you've hit your number. That's yes. probably where most of them come from, right? But, um, well, because well, there's basically there's two reasons why they could be going extinct. Well, there's, there's a variety, but to oversimplify, there's the temperature forcing and, you know, changing your local climate, or there's a collapse in pollinators. So if there's no bees, oh. bees. You know, you're not going to produce more flowers, basically. Side note, sorry, angry side note. It's not just the bee. Everybody thinks like, oh, pollinators, yeah. bees. Bats. There's, it's f bats, flies, flies, like all flies. sorts of different flying shit. Yeah. Like, and mm. everybody's like, oh, we'll just get some more bees in. No mess, no foul. But actually, it's also, all the other not, shit that we're killing. It's that's... also not just the ecosystem bees that we can. It's not just the honeybees. It's all the exactly. other bees and the bumblebees and the solitary bees. I remember being told once it was like bats pollinate something like. 60% of all of the species that are cultivated for food. That's not like, like it's I've not like cultivated that. food. No, 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 no not not 60% of cultivated, 60% of the species that are cultivated for food. So I that's like, it's not that. like rice and wheat and stuff like that, but it's like niche species are often pollinated by bats. But there are specific Jeez. flowers that are intended to be pollinated by bats and they're like really odd looking they're like yeah um, like some that sort of flower at night and have and maybe they have sort of long thin tubes yeah they'll get stuck or something. The fur as they go in oh there's that in uh, planet earth where the bats go and or is it little it's little mammals little monkeys and they they do the baobab tree and that they just crawl all the way into the into the plant this is a oh, long wow. thin flower like you were saying i'd be terrified to do that to get it's little lemurs actually i think imagine having asthma wouldn't it be amazing? I'm You're going hay like, fever. Oh <laughs> ah, why was I made this way? <laughs> <laughs> and also, because you're a lemur, you've got fucking huge eyes. <laughs> Think of the itching. Damn you, God! <laughs> my tiny hands don't cover my eyes. Oh, yeah. no, oh, that's no, true. Hands. <laughs> too small. Um, so yes, there's that. everything. Because um, if people oh, haven't read um, A History of Bees, there's an excellent book uh, which is about a fictional collapse of pollinators worldwide and the state that that would leave the world in, basically. Sounds sad. It's a, it's a very good book, really, really good bit of fiction, but it's um, like informed by science. Um, but the other, the other, other two notes that I had here was that uh, going back to the snatch, scratch, and sniff point, people aren't necessarily going to realise they've lost anything because, to give an example, I mm. think of custard as being custard that comes from a packet. That is what 
tastes like powder. custard to me. Yeah, powder custard. Yeah, that yeah. Water that's the real custard. Whereas real custard, obviously, ambrosia in a tin. Fancy. No, not no. Ambrosia in a tin is like all this sweet modern like fancy custard. You get the powder and you. You mix the milk and yeah. The alternative is you make it from milk and egg yolks and yeah. you know all the original. Or you components. actually just make it. You actually make no, that's rather than the powdered custard. If I tasted that, I'd be like, "This is, is this is weird." Whereas that, and I think that's probably the situation that a lot of smells would be in, where there'd be like an artificial yeah. rose or an artificial yeah. lavender, and you'd give them a real flower, and they'd be like, "Oh, what's?" What's what's this? Imagine if bananas went extinct and all you had was banana flavored stuff, which oh, doesn't no, taste anything like banana. But, but the, the, the famous story is that the reason it doesn't taste like banana is because they we used to have a, an alternative v- variety of banana that was the main species that everyone ate. And banana flavor is that variety. And then that oh. one, I, I've heard that that one went extinct. Again, this could be <gasps> It's like all the bananas we eat are, is one species and they're all clones. Yes, they're, I knew, yes. Because they're herbs, bananas don't have seeds. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's in these bananas don't have seeds. Presumably yeah, you can trace them all back seeds. to like one banana. If you look at original bananas, they're fucked up. It's a cat, so the current one is a Cavendish um, That's variety. The one. And I think the, um, well, there are, well, there are other bananas around, but I think the flavor is from, from a different species. Mm. Well, anyway, just to, just to sort of round yeah, off oh. this point in terms of like preserving stuff, mm. um, the question then becomes how. What sense do you preserve? And because there's not infinite time and space, how do you choose which ones you preserve? Because I've not really considered this before, but it is incredibly like specific to a culture. So the example they gave is um, if what, what is the purpose of doing this? Is this just to preserve culture and heritage? In which case, do you preserve the smell quote of a pub full of smoke and men and beer and disinfectant? Because that is like a hugely significant smell to tens of millions of people in this country, and that could disappear. And is it, that more has. Well, that the smoke, yes, yeah. has. But like, and you know, so for however many, you know, say hundred or two hundred years that that was possible that you could smell that, it was a huge part of people's lives. Is it more important to save that, or is it more important to save the smell of a honeysuckle or a rose yeah. or yeah. whatever it is? So you know, the idea of who gets to pick is actually a real right. can of worms. You all get to pick one. Everyone gets to pick one smell that they want preserved. And if you don't preserve it, it's going. What's your smell? Oh, God. Um, new book. But this is fresh new book smell. Book. See, that nice. gives me a headache. I wouldn't pick new book. Really? So, but, no, are we, wait, so, but we can also try and predict what other people are going to go for, right? So that we can be like, I feel like Rose is probably covered. You know, uh, like... No, there are only going to be four smells left in the world, and we get to pick them, <laughs> and we each pick one. And aliens wow. and future civilizations will judge you. I think. <laughs> so we've got new book. Like it's, it's gotta be really food. basic. It's, no, it's got to be something to do with food because if you have, like, as mm, as people like, will tell you, yeah. if you're trying to eat and you 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 don't frying smell, onion. It makes a lot of difference. Oh, oh. Well, can we modify that? Garlic. Yeah, Ooh. garlic, onion, and like olive oil. Oh, uh, you can't. You, you can fry the onion in something. So I guess in olive oil, but yeah, probably fried. Does onion olive oil have a smell though, or is that just? I don't think so. Oh, not that I you can tell if you fry in something else. Like if you fry in really? um, other kinds of oil, you can definitely notice. I think I might go like it's really basic. I might go vanilla. I love like actual vanilla smell. Like, but is it actual? Because remember, mo- almost all the vanilla that we have is not vanilla. What? Why? It's because actual vanilla only comes from a particular place in Madagascar. Um, okay, wait a second. Do we? But are we alive, right? So if I want to, <laughs> sorry, if I, I want to, existential crisis. <laughs> if I want to smell, am I real? If I want to smell a person, can I just smell mm. one of you three? 
Like, because that, a person smells are important too. I was going to say is the other thing. Oh, I, I see. Like, no, I think oh, everyone I wanna... else is still alive. But do they right, smell? Okay, so we don't... You could have a baby smell. They have just, no part of the smell. smells good. I mean, let's be brutally honest. Are there any smells that are really important that like, like gas might be a good one Oh to no, pick? oh yeah. Oh, the gas smell. Oh, smell. They add the smell or to like... the gas. Oh, okay, Death the smell. smell they add to the game. Burning! The smell of burning. <laughs> you could replace yeah. the smell. No, that was another smell. Burning, there, was a, yeah. there was a mental floss article about things that are, smells that are already going extinct, and one of them was leaf burning. Because it's becoming <laughs> illegal to burn leaves in your backyard in places in America. That's what Actually happened to you guys. Because you didn't, you'd never met a wood burning fire, remember? So you wouldn't have never had the smell as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. God. God, it's been so in, relevant in, throughout this whole campaign. Like, smells. The smells. So uh, the point about vanilla, by the way, is uh, is synthesized vanillin. Um, so it's like actually made in a lab, and oh. there's other. I think apparently there's other well, compounds like... in actual vanilla in nature that makes it different. Yeah. But it's like more valuable than gold, like actual vanilla. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Well, I like. I like even the fake vanilla smell. I think it's really nice. The the plant I would say is a plant called chocolate cosmos, which smells like chocolate, and it is amazing. So sad that you can't save it because you already chose yours. Best. I know I can't, but I chose vanilla. Oh. But I'm feeling like maybe I should change it to gas for like safety reasons. But... So sad. <laughs> <laughs> you still got your. You still, still got, got mine. <laughs> I'm going to be pressured into like doing all the like good ones that oh, I have to do. Yes, Simon took books. So that is the best smell in the world when you open a new book. No, no. Food. Food. All food. No, all food. All that makes foods. Ali's onions really shit if you just picked every other food. Fuck you. <laughs> and my vanilla, to be fair. What is the best smelling food to prepare, actually? What recipe I mean, smells onion. the best? I just yeah. think onions, just... man. Fried, crispy fried, fried onions. onions. What about like cookies? Yeah. I don't. They, they smell fantastic. Freshly baked bread smells fantastic, but. I just want to eat them onions. all. I just don't want to be smelling them all. I think you can come down in any mood to the kitchen and if someone is frying onions, it instantly puts you in the mood to be like, oh, I'm ready to eat. Brilliant. I yeah. feel good yeah. about this. Or bacon. Even bacon, being vegan, clothes. I still like the smell of frying bacon. Can you... Does does yeah, uh, bacon smell... Bacon like tastes and smells very convincing now. Oh, like You can get nice. very good bacon. Uh, Richmond, like as in the, the sausage company, actually <laughs> sausage do company. a yeah, really good fake, uh, fake bacon. Yeah, nice. Huh. Go so. on, Charles. What's it going to be? Make a choice. Make a choice. Well, Asparagus so, uh, Onion is already existing, right? Because Ali's got onion. Fried onion, specifically. More fried onion. Um, it almost regular onion smell. <laughs> in which case, okay. I, I might go with some sort of chocolatey smell. Smell of chocolate. We've got vanilla, chocolate, onions, and books. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Read into that what you will. Oh, I forgot about gas. Well, they can put, look, they're just going to have to put the chocolate smell into gas for safety reasons. <laughs> be... Every time you smell chocolate, you're going to be like, oh shit, it could be gas. I want to eat it so oh, bad, but I, I could chocolate. be about to die. One of those two you're going to walk past a bakery and be like, ah! <laughs> okay, chat, you also now get smells, so you're oh, yeah, also yeah, now yeah, allowed to fair, say this yeah. remark. The Willy Wonka no. factory is like the most anxious place on earth <laughs> in Charmony's oh, well, regime. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Not only could I get minced into like an everlasting golf stopper at any moment, but there could be gas in this room. <laughs> yep. I feel like this is an oversight. <laughs> Possibly in our, in our world. That was, a, that was a fun thought experiment, everyone. Thank you for <laughs> indulging good. me. But anyway, the world smells less now and it's going to smell even less in the future. And it's we're gradually going to rocket towards a oh. charred ball that will Should mostly smell start? of burning. 
Should we all start collecting smells? Should we make that our new podcast? Smell I still collectors? haven't really confirmed yeah. how we do that. That sounds yeah, like how is that a tricky thing to do from the descriptions. Um, so I think mostly it is the chemical imprint like it's it's doing the spectroscopy on it i'd rather do yeah that's, so that's I, I have um a bag a little tiny bag at home that belonged to my godmother and it like i've had it it's a little paper bag and it's just got some of her like bracelets and stuff in it still smells of her and mm. if i ever like feel sad i snip it and like you're scared that it's running out I have yes terrifying but I'm i mean it's been like, 15 oh. years it's been 15 years and it still smells like her mm. because that is the never thing people have a very distinct smell like i can normally tell my friends apart from really? like if I was blindfolded friends, and hugged them, I, I could tell. I think I could. I have a really. I mean, bad we never see each other in real life, so I couldn't. Tell I don't know you for people <laughs> smell like. No, yeah. I do. I hope yeah. you guys smell good. <laughs> I assume you all smell fantastic. Friends. I'm going to come smelling of onions to when we meet up next. <laughs> I'll come smelling my of per- My perfume does have vanilla in it, so <laughs> I will smell. Does a bit. that mean that I have to come smelling of new books? I mean, <laughs> how do I even do that? Uh, Cut myself with glue. If somebody could book make and rip it to pieces and glue I bet it to yourself, I bet somebody has made a perfume that smells of new book smell. Oh, maybe. Like, surely that's a thing. So, okay. I'm looking out. Right, right. <laughs> like, if you can get a new car smell, like air freshener, surely you can get a new book smell air freshener. Whether you'd want to wear new it, book or not. smell perfume. I looked up the banana smell story oh, yeah. and like most people are like, yeah, it's definitely this. And some people are like, there's no evidence for this. Someone's just made this up. Right. But then, but then some people are like, yeah, but if you actually go and smell the, I think it's a gross Michael, or, it's some old, the, the other variety of banana that went nearly extinct. They're like, yeah, but that does, it smells like fake banana. So uh, I, I hate think, fake I think banana. there's some truth to it. But there's probably going to be drift, right? Like in the same way that like in the future, say, imagine that bananas go extinct and we're only left mm. with the fake banana. Like, is that recipe going to drift over time? And like, what, you know, will it evolve into something that's completely different over a couple of hundred years? So it's recipe. actually very different. And then if somebody were to sort of genetically Jurassic Park, but it's banana park and you go around <laughs> sniffing banana trees. Welcome well, maybe, maybe to Jurassic Park realize... and they turn around there's just a huge banana. <laughs> you could improve smells. <laughs> No one knows what the what the actual smell is, and you're like trying to sell Polaroid smell, and then you realise that people like it more if you tweak it. Yeah, yeah. you could just like it, it, yeah. the drift would just be like, oh, but this is what everyone likes. Yeah, it's well. It... Also, is there a like evolution thing? So when we smell stuff, I believe there's like millions of receptors that we have, and it's like certain ones go off, and then that's what tells your brain it's the, the smell. Yeah, we have yeah. no, 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 no. We have individual receptors for individual smells right but i don't think uh, so like there isn't a necessarily an onion receptor it's like three of these individual smells that go off to I tell thought you it... the smell of onion because no, i think I it's a bit it more like basic smell uh oh i see what you mean because well, i think mo- very few smells are one molecule so i think each molecule potentially has a receptor i don't know maybe i'm wrong but i thought it was uh, i'm not sure anyway but could you lose the ability could some of them like die out because not like when you smell lavender, would it have smelled like lavender if the human race had evolved to not need to be able to smell lavender? In my head. So some of those neurons are gone. These are spell slots, but they are smell slots. And you fill them in as you first encounter a smell. So like the first smell you ever encountered is an index zero. And then like the next one. Smell is... it. What do you That's mean? That's what basically yeah. saying. I'm saying you wouldn't slot. it would smell different because you'd be triggering some of it, but there wouldn't be a receptor for part of lavender because it's not that not needed anymore. No, but I what, don't know no, what I'm saying is like when you first encounter a smell, your brain assigns that smell to this receptor. 
if you've had that's what happens. No, 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 that's no I, I don't know. Is that how it works? <laughs> no, that's my head. Probably cat. not. <laughs> but we could call them smell slots. But we could call like I, I see why for the fun it might seem worth it, but Smell slots. Your nostrils. I call nostrils smell slots. Guys, I've used up my. Guys, I've used up my smell (laughs) slots. (laughs) Can we take a short rest? (laughs) But like dogs have way more receptors than us, which is why they can smell so much more things, so many more different things. Mm. So it's feasible that you could lose ones, and then I wonder if there could be genetic drift, right? So that instead of like being actual evolution you, you know things just change at random and then suddenly you end up being able to smell stuff that you no one has ever been able to smell yeah. before but yeah. it's completely you pointless that, to your though, existence you? right it's like this is the whole what is red question yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. what oh, is my... banana <laughs> by the way i've got to say has anybody else been looking at ali's backdrop and waiting for the curtain to fall because why is it moving it, by itself yes, the pole it is moves. at a jaunty angle when we first started it moved and i was like oh backdrop's about to go and it didn't and then i've just been waiting it's are you doing that? Is that you? you I am. He's got his foot on it. It's a it's a it's a curtain. But I don't mean to do it. Angle. Like it looks like it's going to slide off at any moment. It's trying to oh, it's okay, trying yeah. to green screen me in entirety. It wants to put me on the green screen, but I'm saying no. <laughs> Go back to your no no oh, god. Oh, oh god. Oh no! Podcast listeners, this is Yeah, we're really losing the the podcast audience at this stage, I think. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Well, we have. That was the two bits of science that we wanted to cover, actually. I think we should probably wrap it up before we get too too further distracted. Um, So the, the the things that we do before we say bye are, right, saying what's happening next time. Um, which there is, is no next time. There is no next time. Well, there will be a next time. It just won't be next week. There is. Don't be overdramatic, people. There is a next time. Nobody panic. No. There is a next time. It it's is in Wednesday two... next time, isn't it? It it's, is Wednesday, my dude. September first. <laughs> yeah, just under two weeks' time. So please join us um, on on September first if you're watching live. We love that. We'll be back actually live in the present but also still the past. Yeah. Um, so please come say hi. Um, and if you are watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, that will be as usual a few days after the live show. Um, in order to find out and stay updated about all these things, you have to follow us on all the socials. It's the role. All of them. It's Everyone. the role. Yes. Well, we've also got a website in case anybody yeah, wants to go back. And... It is a great website and it does sort of, encapsulate all of the other things yes. that we have but you can find the podcast on there you can find the vods on there yeah. you can find links to our socials on there it's got everything it's really easy it's rpgeeks.co.uk i know yeah. because we own it easy is that we own it <laughs> we're also owning tiktok right now and just round of applause charmany i just post clips but it's it's going very well and it's very, it's very nice and people like a little science and D clips from the show so follow us there as well is anybody listening to this right now did you come from tiktok yes let Has us know anybody... if you did are you a clock no so so shocked <laughs> what do they call people who use tiktok Tokers. 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 We're down with you. I feel like. We're down with you. But actually, no, because you don't have. Before we embarrass ourselves further. You don't have a a name for somebody who watches on YouTube, I suppose. They're just viewers, right? So, like, it's people Um, who create that are called YouTubers. Yes, it's got to be the creators. And are you a TikToker if you create on TikTok? Yeah, I think you are. I'm not pronounced like that necessarily. That's a bit weird, but. It just sounds more. It's more pleasant in the mouth. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs>
you got oh, to take a tucker or two. If you tweet, you're a, a tweeter. Are you a tweeter? A tweeter? Do you tweet? You're just on Twitter. Twitter river. A, a tweets person, a tweetsman. You're just very, <laughs> very, very on Twitter. It's been lovely seeing you all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it's time to take Grandpa home. Um, (laughs) Thank you very much. I enjoyed today. That was fun. That was very good. Thank you very much. We learned lots about drugging people and smells. So we we will not be back next week, as Shamini said. We'll be back in two weeks' time on Wednesday. Yeah, I, I'm recapping. People have a very short attention span. Right. On by now. The TikToker. We've been saying bye. Oh, on TikTok. <laughs> oh, P- Pixelco, my fiance was like, when do you bloody end the show? Like, because she watches <laughs> when you're alive. We she was just... like, we keep Yabba. saying goodbye. Right, you know what? I'm yeah. calling it. <laughs> we got, we got... Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. We'll see you in two weeks.